Let's get down to brass tags. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Coriander Slasher Movie Club time. You know what's yep. up. You know what's right. up. All yeah. right. So tonight we are talking about Maniac from 1980. Mm -hmm. So we're going backwards a little bit, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> because there's so many damn slashers from the early it 80s. It really are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, really are. Um, but yeah, we uh, we decided to uh, delve into this tonight, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let me check, see who we have in the chat tonight. We got Slasher Fred saying, <laughs> I warned you not to go out tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you guys are always good for the taglines and the quotes. That's right? really, really good. Um, but yeah, we wanted to talk about this movie. This is a movie that you know, has a lot of uh, controversy uh, around it. Um, mm -hmm. And it also uh, was released unrated back in the day. So this is going to be interesting to talk about this. Um, and I think I'll just start off also. And, and by the way, in the chat, we also got Gorfo saying maniac. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> um, but how about we just start off um, just talking about some of the high points. Now, this was the first time that you had seen this film, right? Yes. Okay. Had yeah, you, it was. Had you, uh, did you ever hear about it beforehand? You know, I've I heard of it, but mm -hmm. I I just, yeah, this is one that I, I escaped me. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, we also have Eric in the chat saying, I've seen this once, and it was maybe over a decade ago. All I really remember is feeling like I needed a shower afterwards, and that's not just because <laughs> of the gore. The sets looked dirty, too. You know, that's a good point. And actually, I was going to jump into that as well. And I might as well start since it was said. This is one of those types of movies that after you watch it, you just feel a certain way. You know, did you feel that way after watching this? You know, it's it's one of those, you know, it's a real portrayal of what a serial killer could look like you know mm -hmm. so i mean it's it's a real raw movie you know yeah that's a good way to put it very raw i mean and and, and it's 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 like when you watch it you almost feel like wow this really you know this is real you know obviously it happens in real life unfortunately but when you're watching yeah. it um it's just uh it's hit something else but it starts off 
and you you have no no reference of what's going on but you see someone that goes to one of those um those machines you know the look lookout yep. machines and all of a sudden you see that they're spying on this couple on the beach and right off the batman this thing starts off quick i mean literally within <laughs> the first what the first 20 seconds of the film there's a kill and i was like wow this is just crazy uh he literally yeah. kills both of these folks you know within mm -hmm. the span of seconds and um it was done in a really gruesome way obviously we're going to get this out of the way too tom savini did the uh the gore effect yeah, yeah on the he movie. did yeah. And very similar to how when we talked about the Prowler uh, a couple of but weeks this ago. This is. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say this is because I was going to mention that because how we talked about the Prowler. But I mm -hmm. mean, this movie, this is, I think, to me, even more realistic and unrestrained. And mm -hmm. I mean, just, yeah, it's, it's the gore is incredible. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, Gore was saying, uh, kind of in the vein of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, it makes you feel dirty, too. Yeah, it, it really, really does. You know, you're, you're really watching the inside, like you were saying, Coriander, the inner workings of a serial killer. But, yeah. but the movie starts off with the kill on the beach, and then you see Frank, played by Joe Spinell, wake, wake up, mm -hmm. and he's screaming as if he just had a, uh, had a nightmare. And it's, it, you know, the best way to put this movie to, to describe it is it's like a roller coaster. You know, you have a lot of gritty, dark, dirty horror moments. And then you have these yeah. moments where it's very like you're on the edge of sanity with this guy. You know, it almost reminds oh, me yeah. of some, something like, you know, when you're watching uh, Norman Bates, like, you know, definitely. This, yeah. You know, this guy is crazy and yeah. you're trying to. You're trying to follow his story, and you're also trying not to sympathize with him because of the evil deeds that he does, you know. Um, but when you have an actor like an Anthony Perkins, or in this case with Joe Spinell, who he committed to this role. And, and he did. In that sense, you got to give him a heck of a lot of credit. Hell yeah. Um, real quick, too. He in played the a tormented person, like, perfect. He did. He really did. Uh we got Trenchy. Trenchy's in the chat hey. saying, hey, what's up? This movie is awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Eric saying, uh, I got to know this. Knight, I know you love Rocky. How did you feel about Joe Spinell after watching this compared to his role in Rocky 1 and 2? Shockingly, shockingly different. Yeah, man. Totally different. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, I have I had seen this before. So this wasn't a, a total shock for me, but yeah, he he definitely showed a lot of range. I gotta give him, I gotta give him his credit, really, 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 really. Um, and Slasher Fred also in the chat saying this movie is a lot like Psycho. You have a serial killer who was abused, yes, by his mother, definitely. Yes, yep, yep. Uh, and Gore was basically saying that Joe Spinell could play anything. That's what it looks like, you know. I mean, he really had some good range, you know. Rest in peace too. Um, mm. but, but yeah, so he, he's, he's basically a tortured individual, like you were saying, and these scenes that they show with him at his place, I mean, they were just like, it was just a spectrum of emotions, Coriander. What were you thinking, you know, in some yeah. of these moments when he would be 
you know, talking to himself, the conversations that he had with himself and so forth. You just, you know, he, he was terrifying. He was, Mm -hmm. at times he was childish and yeah, I mean, he was just crazy and Yeah. yeah, it was, it was just crazy to see, you know, what a day is like for him you know, yeah. and what he goes through because damn. Right. Well, and, and the, I can say. Yeah. And the other thing too, is the way that they shot that opening scene. And when he woke up as if, you know, he had a nightmare, you almost wondered if he dreamed that opening death on the beach. But then uh, as we see in this image, he's looking at a newspaper that talks about the couple on the beach, beach that are mutilated. Mm-hmm. So you realize that, yeah, he really did it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, th- I think the movie, for being a low-budget movie, I think it it made a lot of smart decisions. It definitely, yeah. you know, for being a low-budget film, it was not, it didn't feel low-budget in the sense of it not being done well. You know, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense or not. But, no, and, and, yeah, it does. You know, because of the acting, because obviously of the gore effects, the grittiness of it, mm-hmm. and it really elevated this low-budget film to a higher level and I, and like yeah. I said Joe Spinell when uh, you're filming these films yeah like back in the 70s and 80s I mean you're catching parts of the city that it's not like that anymore you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. it's a totally different look and it, it's it it's it makes it real you know it's it's, it's great yeah absolutely uh Trenchy was saying Spinell's performance in those damn dirty mannequins really make this movie yeah it does man yeah uh let's see uh flamethrowers in the chat saying my older brother introduced me to horror in 81 but went out of his way to make sure that i didn't see this movie until around 1990 good choice by your older brother he was doing (laughs) the right thing because this is this is a this is a very this is a, a a dark movie I mean, when he's scalping these girls, it's like, wow, you know, good for him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's crazy, you know. Yep. Uh, and we got we got Jennifer in the chat. What's going on? Welcome to the chat. How you doing? Nice to have you. Uh, saying, I understand what you are saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, this this movie is really really dark. It really really is. Uh, but again, like I said, it did not it did not seem like a B movie or a low budget movie because it had so many great uh, performances and, and filmmakers working on it. So, um, but let's go to the next part of the story is when he he kind of has his conversations at his place and then he ventures out. And that's when you knew, I knew right there and there, someone else was about to get killed, man. And he finds yeah. this this call girl who who said she needs to make her rent by the end of the month and all that type of stuff. And they go to a hotel and, you know, when you're watching this film, and you let me know what you're thinking, Coriander, you're you're just wondering how this is going to go. And I must admit, the way this happened, it was a little off kilter, which I appreciated. What did you what did you think in, in this scene? <laughs> I mean, this poor girl, she's yeah, telling her girl, you know, I just need one more trick and I'm good, you know. And, yeah, it's too bad for her that it's this crazy dude because. Right. Yeah. I mean, how, what can I say about this scene? It's it's a guy picking up a hooker who, you know, you know, is going to get lucky or whatever he's going to do. And yeah, he ends up going crazy and killing her. Yeah. Scalping I mean, her, taking her clothes and yeah, yeah, going back and 
tacking that scalp on a mannequin and putting her clothes on it. And, yeah. Well, and the other thing too that got me was after he he killed her, you know, he goes into this 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 back and forth with his sanity. It's like you know his whole his whole yeah. mentality is so fragile. You know, he he could be crying one second and then in the next he's vicious. And I just thought yeah. again. You know, again, this is a horror movie. It's a very dark horror movie. Uh, you know, I'm not sitting there here saying it's going to get Academy Awards, but I just got to admit that that variety that he showed in this character, I mean, it was a good performance. It really, yeah. really was. And and this is still within the first, uh, what, 15 minutes of the movie. And yeah. at, that, at that point, I knew, I was like, okay, this movie is, it, they're really trying to do something here. It's almost like a character study um, of sorts, you know? But mm. yeah, like you said, man, he's, he's working on these mannequins and God, man, just thinking about it gets me all like, whoa, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's a crazy movie. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, it's like, with these women, he's trying to reform them for like his evil ways that his mother was, you know, when, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, he's just, yeah, she really, really messed him up, man. She, she really, did, man. Yeah. She really did, yeah. But, you know, we got to talk about the big scene. Um, this was a scene that I knew of even before I, I saw the movie or at least, you know, knew knew about it. And that's the scene where we have the master himself, Tom Savini, um, <laughs> portraying, you know, just this guy. He picks up a girl, you know, he, he, he's called uh-huh. the disco guy. And, you know, they just left the club or whatever. And they're going to yep. go and make out and all that type of Hook stuff. Hook up. Right. You got to love Savini. But yeah. this scene was so brutal. And it was one mm-hmm. of those things that it, it almost comes out of nowhere. And I, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember the countdown that did it, but this was on a countdown that, uh, that ranked it as one of those, you know, moments in horror, you know, that mm-hmm. stands out, but they're in the car. And the first thing you notice is they're making out and Frank is just staring at them, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah. what, what is going on? Like he just has all these different angles to his fractured mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they see him and mm-hmm. the girl's like, Hey, you know, Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Smart idea, right? Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, you are in a car. You can get away from the quote unquote, the bad guy, right? Well, no. <laughs> they turn on the lights, the headlights, and then all of a sudden, Frank jumps onto the hood of the car yeah. and just shoots the hell out of Tom Savini, which, by the yeah. way, was just one of those huge moments uh in gore history what did you think about how that scene played out i mean obviously you didn't expect it you didn't expect to see you know that happen and it kind of reminds me of another movie it's a foreign movie called fat girl and yeah this poor mother and her two daughters you know shit happens and it's almost you know they i can't remember what year this movie came out but it almost reminds me of this scene, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like the same thing happens. Crazy, unexpected right. shit. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, when his head explodes, it was like, mm-hmm. wow, man. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was great. Because, like you say, it's almost like you're watching, like, a snuff film, you know. It's, right. it's Yeah. 
Yep. That was great. Uh, Gore says that head explosion was only bested by the one in scanners. Yeah, I can agree with that. And and, you know, and, and I, I yeah, yes. I'm such a fan of scanners too. But I I don't know. This one is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing about scanners though is that you know it was much more clear seeing the head explosion, and plus there was yeah. that buildup, and man, it was like. You know, that's the only reason I would say Scanners bested it. But but for the shock value, this movie, it really like, bam, it hits you. Um, And look who we have in the chat. My man, Mac. Mac is back. Hey, Mac. Fat girl was insane. Wasn't it? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Mac, shout out to Mac. uh, Yeah. Back from. Glad you're safe, man. Yeah, man. Back from his his little outing, so to speak, uh, way mm-hmm. up north. Glad that he's okay. Glad to see he's back around. Can't wait to see him jump on things like in the in the good old days. But uh, thanks for joining us, Mac. You're all right, man. Uh, he says <laughs> never watched Maniac. Well, oh God, you need to. <laughs> right. If you, you do, man. yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see, Trenchy was saying hi to Mac, too. Yeah, but anyways, it, this was just crazy. It was a crazy scene, and it was really, really shocking. So that happens, and then you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, the movie kind of takes a turn, and it kind of, I guess you could say, slows down, and it also gets not, so, it, you know, it, it kind of gets a little bit lighter, so to speak, because then you're introduced to uh, Caroline Monroe's character, uh, she yep. played Anna, and she's a photographer, and she's in the park taking pictures. And I gotta admit, when you watch it, it's kind of like, wait a minute, what's happening? What, who is this chick? You know, what is she doing? Um, but right. you you soon realize uh, what's happening because she sees uh, Frank walking in the park. And actually, just to kind of call back to this scene too, he's walking in the park, and the way that the camera is following him, it's from like the uh, shoulders down. And there's this little girl riding a bike and she's about to run right into him. And he stops her and he's like, you know, um, something like, you know, be, you got to be careful, little girl, be careful or something like that. And yeah. it was just chilling. It yeah. was just chilling because here's this innocent kid. you had kid. Anna there. Yeah. And she was taking his picture. Right. Right at that yeah. moment in time, too. Right. Right. And when he saw that, I almost was like, wow, what is he going to like? do to this chick you know right exactly. yeah he had this look on his face like i don't know yeah absolutely uh in the chat uh max says <laughs> can't wait to be back on seven deadly venoms again that's right man yes. we'll, be, we'll be doing it in a couple weeks i'll definitely be letting you know what's going on it'll be a couple more weeks uh eric said <laughs> they filmed a lot of this movie guerrilla style savini fired the shotgun threw it into the trunk of his friend's car to avoid the cops. Freaking amazing. Yes. Yes. That was one great thing about this film. Yeah. Filming without permits, man. You had to run after. Well, that's how it was back in the day. And and I think it really, it really gave filmmakers a chance to take chances and to really make movies that stand out. But so, so Anna takes the picture and then you get this whole scene where he comes to her apartment and basically introduces himself. Then all of a sudden, they're just kind of yeah. having this conversation because he's an, you know, he's into art and all that type of stuff. And of course, yeah. that's what she does. She's a photographer, so I think she yeah. just found a, like a kindred spirit in him. 
But mm-hmm. what what was fantastic, and I'll throw it to you in a second, is his characterization was totally different now. Like he was actually like a cool dude. Normal, what you, yeah. <laughs> right? What did, what did you think of these scenes? I mean, I guess in a weird way, he could be charming, you know? Well, yeah. In a weird was, way. He, and he was, he was charming her. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I don't know what to say because, you know, he's, he's he's good at what he does you know yeah yeah so and he was good at trying to hide his bad side from her for a while right but yes sooner or later that craziness always comes out and it's over right and in the chat we got my man frank from the harsh truth saying yo what's up frank and by the way because frank I've learned a lot from Frank too. And by the way, you got to check out the harsh truth. Those guys are phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, So I'm going to take a a call from Frank, but for you guys in the chat, please make sure you give the video a like that would really help us out. (laughs) Always got, always forget to, um, you know, to remind people about that. We got death central too. saying, yo guys, what's up, man? How you doing? Nice to have you. Uh, and we got Dan. Dan's in the chat too, saying, "What's up, guys?" Joe Spinell was Hello. something else. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. And we also have Angela from Morbid Heart Hello. Designs saying, "Good evening, everyone." Hey, how's it going? We got everybody here tonight. Right. <laughs> right. You guys are all right. But yeah, he was very charming in those scenes, and he even goes to where she's working, and he's bringing yeah. her presents. You know, a teddy bear yeah. and. I mean, he's schmoozing her. Trying to her. woo her, right? And it's working. It is working. Yeah, in a I weird mean, way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, of course, she doesn't know what he is, you know? Right. I mean, he's just a guy who's a fellow artist and, and yeah. uh, you know, in that type of, you know, um, hobby like she is. So, like I said, mm-hmm. I think she just found a kindred spirit in him. But yeah. that was... Again, these are some scenes that are very light. I think it gives balance to the movie, too, because he's just visiting her at work while she's taking pictures of models and all of this and that. But then Mm -hmm. it's funny because, you know, he can flip on a dime, too. And then all of a sudden he sees one of the models and and Anna are kind of close. And it's almost like a shark. It's like he zeroes in on that model. And you Mm -hmm. see him pick up her necklace. And at the time, I was like why did he do that you know it was kind of a quick Mm. throwaway moment and later on we find out why but yeah yeah well we definitely find out why but (laughs) you you go back to his apartment and he's having those moments of back and forth you see the shrine Mm. to what we find out is his mother what did you think about his apartment the way it was set up and the creepiness of it and the set design yeah that felt claustrophobic and small and yeah just like someone said dirty and yeah it just no <laughs> it was creepy yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely i agree i agree uh angela saying it's great excited to be here with all the awesome horror peeps <laughs> right <laughs> yes you guys are uh jennifer says that charm scene freaked me out more than some of the kills killer scenes i know it because it's like he's there right in broad daylight smiling and 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 being charming you know and it's it is horrific but you know what he yeah because you know what he really is yes and this then you're like this poor friggin girl because yes yeah yep 
Uh, Eric saying, hey, us weirdos, weirdos know how to turn on that charm. Even Spinell laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, no, Eric. <laughs> Brian's in the chat, too. What's up, man? Hello. Saturday night in Coriander. What's up, man? How you doing? Um, but yeah, he's talking to himself in the apartment. And at that point, I'm realizing he's prepping. You know, this is like a moment like when we were talking about in Rambo, uh, the other week, it's like he is prepping. He's getting his weapons. He's got the bayonet. He's got the shotgun. Yeah. Like all these things, and I'm like, holy crap! And um, yeah. needless to say, it doesn't turn out well uh, for a certain young lady. And before yeah. he does that, I want to back up because he has that part where he says, "I'll be right back to the mannequins." This guy is off his rocker. Okay, mm-hmm. he really, really is. Um, again, fantastic performance by Joe. But this was a, a really uh, tense scene, this little chase, because yeah. I didn't know how, how this lady was going to get out of it. I mean, he's obviously after her, stalking her. How do you mm-hmm. think that this scene played out as far as how it was shot and the tenseness and everything like that? It was great. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see this woman was really terrified. Yeah. And. And he was taking his time, you know, making sure that, you know, just to make that terror more intensified because, yeah, he's just walking along like it's Mm -hmm. nothing. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, you think this poor girl made it, but, yeah, of course, they never do. Well, and here's the thing, too. And, by the way, uh, Mac was saying, I watched Inferno last night. (laughs) You're all right, man. You're all right. Uh, But... One thing that was interesting, though, is, and, and uh, I think I said this to you, she was going through, like, the subway areas and all that type of stuff, mm. and she's running, and I'm like, okay, keep running, you're going to be all right. And what does she do, Coriander? She goes into a bathroom, and I think yeah. it was funny because last week when we talked about um, the house on Sorority Row, which, by the way, if you guys did not see that episode, please check it out. It was a lot of fun to talk about it. But we had that scene in that movie where one of the victims runs into a bathroom. And I'm thinking, what's up with these chicks going into a bathroom? There's only one way in and only one way out. You're basically trapping yeah. yourself, right? Yeah, that's so, the worst place to go. Yes, absolutely. So she runs into the bathroom. And again, uh, Joe played this so well. He's looking around. And just before he gets to the stall where she's at, or at least the the edge of where she's at, he kind of stops mm-hmm. and he walks out. You see him walk out of the bathroom. And so it's kind of yep. like, okay, now I will give her credit. Instead of just walking out like, you know, hey, he's gone. She took her time. She peeked mm-hmm. around the corner. And the yep. tension, I think this built up the tension because I'm like, well, wait a minute. Is he still in there? Is he coming right. back? Is he waiting outside of the bathroom? So the tension was really, really good. And, of course, they did pull one of the the old horror tropes where she was at the sink, mm-hmm. you know, splashing her face with water. And when she stands up, he was behind Sober. Yeah, and man. Prowler style with the bayonet. And it's like, <laughs> holy right? shit, man. It was a, that was a rough scene, man. It was, but it was well done. That's the point I'm yeah. going to. It was very, very well done. Um, yep. So he, he took care of her, man. And, and again, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just, wow. It's like, holy crap. But, and I do think the, the gore effects on that was done really well, too, man, because it looked so yeah. real. You know, again, yeah. Tom Savini, the master. He um, is. 
Yeah, yeah. And then we come to find out why he took that necklace uh, from Rita, one of the, the models. He yep. used that in order to gain access to the apartment, yep. her apartment. You know, mm-hmm. he, he she goes to the door and he's like, hey, did you leave this, you know, at the, uh, you know, the place where they were shooting, uh, doing mm-hmm. the photography? She's like, oh, my God, yes. And, you know, of course, again, he's he's using that charm and she takes the necklace from him. And then it was really quick. But you see his hand hit the yeah. lock so yeah. that the door would not lock when she automatically when she shuts it. And I was like, wow, this guy is so quick. So. Mm-hmm. That happens, and then again, they set up a lot of good tension in this scene. She's chilling, drinking her coffee or whatever. She's taking a bath. She's having a great old time. And then next thing you know, she's walking through. It seemed like her apartment was so damn big, too, right? She's like (laughs) turning here, turning there. Like, (laughs) how much do you pay for rent? But anyways, (laughs) but... um. At, at the last second, he comes out of, it looked like a closet or whatever, and mm-hmm. he obviously, you know, wrestles her to the ground, and then she's a captive. Again, it was done really, really well. The tension was good. And, you know, yeah. he has that scene where he's talking to her, and you almost thought that he yeah. was going to spare her, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, because he has her tied up and gagged, and he's talking to her saying, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you. But yeah. you hurt me. You know what you did and blah, blah, blah. And you start to realize the depth of what his trauma was with his mother when he was a kid. Obviously, yeah. he does. He does kill her. But fantastic setup of that scene. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Real quick in the chat, Eric was saying um, he thought the remake was great. He really enjoyed it and thought Elijah was great, being creepy and even dangerous. I haven't seen the remake, but I'm going to have to. I haven't to. either. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, Brian was saying, and this is before Eric had said that, Brian said, I think the first Maniac is very good, but I can't stand the remake with Elijah Wood. Hmm. I'm not much a fan of Elijah Wood for the most part, and I don't think he can play a creepy person to save his life. You know, I'm going to be interested <laughs> to check it out now. Hmm. Just to, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um... He says, maybe the only good part of the Elijah Wood one is the ending, but the original outdoes it in spades. I hear The original is usually always, yeah. Yeah, usually. Um, Brian says, wasn't Tom Savini in this film? Yes. Yes. Yes, yep. He's the one who had his head, you know, exploded. Yep. Yeah, yep. man. Flamethrower saying, I'm six foot tall, 280, and I wouldn't go into a bathroom in New York City. <laughs> 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 oh, I man. hear that. I hear you on that. But yeah, so as we start to get uh, to the end of the movie, you you just it's all over the place, man. He just killed Rita, yeah. and then we find out because he goes back to visit Anna, and mm-hmm. he says to her, "Hey, do you want to go out to get something to eat?" And blah blah blah. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's go. Can you be ready in fifteen minutes?" She's like, "I can be ready in 10 I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> this guy is smooth, right?" Oh, so. Stop. He is. He he is. You know he is. So he's driving her, and it's funny because he has he has this moment where he says, you know, before we go to the restaurant, you know, I want to stop by the cemetery. I want to pay respects to my mother. Are you okay with that? I'm like, man, he's just he he is slick. And of course, she says it's okay. And we get to the cemetery, and this was just some crazy shit, okay? Because 
he goes to the cemetery to get put flowers down. He kneels down. He's saying a prayer. She kneels down with him. It's actually a, a moment that has some heart. You know what I mean? And then he starts to cry, and she's trying to console him. What were you thinking at this point, Coriander? That it wasn't good. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And that, yeah, she was smart to be able to get away. And she was the only Barely. lucky one in this, yeah, out of this whole thing. Yes, yeah. And Brian was just saying, uh, doesn't he go to his mother's grave, if I recall correctly? Yeah. yeah. And the thing of it is, he's he's crying, you know, on her shoulder, and she's trying to console him. And then all of a sudden, just like the flip, yeah, he man. starts saying, he starts saying, um, I think he starts saying Rita knew, Rita knew what happened, or this and that, talking about yeah. the, the, the friend of hers that he killed. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, he went to the funeral for her. I guess yeah. it was a day or so. Supporting her, yeah. Yes. Man. So he's he's got all the game. He's got all the game. But he starts breaking. You know, his sanity starts breaking again, as if he ever had it. But you get what I'm saying. And he starts yeah. saying, "Rita knew. Rita knew." And then all of a sudden, he starts to attack Anna. And I'm like, "Oh man, you're yeah. messing it up, buddy. You had a shot. Look what you're doing." And like you said, credit to her. She she got away. And then even better, she's running, and I think we talked about this. She's running, and she does not fall. She's right. running very Surprisingly. well. Yeah. Right? She, she knows how to run, so credit to Caroline, who's, who's a legend, obviously. But um, And then she hides and hits him, uh, you know, uh, cuts him really bad. I think it was a shovel to the arm. And so he's yep. all messed up. He's all messed up, and he goes back to his house, and he's he's all dejected he's wounded and then you have obviously the fantastic finale where he's laying yeah. on the bed and then all tourist of a sudden trap comes out yeah all yes it is just like tourist trap and geez man yeah. so long so long ago that we did that episode but um, yeah and we'll have to do it again but the mannequins come to life and it's such a freaky yeah. scene and and to, and to call back before that too i forgot at the cemetery his his mother's body comes out of the ground and grabs him and stuff. That was a really well done scene too. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom, Tom again. Tom Savini was fantastic in this. But all of yeah. these mannequins they come alive, and yes. they they start taunting him and they start picking up his weapons. I weapons, mean, like, yeah. The, the the blades and and yep. the bayonet and all of it. Yep. What were you thinking at this point in the movie? Did you think that this was real? Or, or how did it how did it strike you? You know, uh, I didn't think it was real. No, I knew that it was in his head, but I knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. I knew it, and mm -hmm. it was great. I mean, the effects, his head getting ripped off, and I mean these these mannequins. Yeah, they they got theirs. You know, yeah. they got their revenge. You know, yeah. these poor women that right. It's yeah. almost like it's almost yeah. like the ghost the ghost of his victims were getting revenge yeah. on him, you know. It was exactly I mean it was kind of poetic when you think about that, you know. Right. Um, Brian says, Would you compare the ending to society? Yeah, you know, there could be a comparison to that. Yeah, be. that's a crazy yeah. one too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> but um it was a fantastic scene. Uh, the special the, the gore effects were, were so well done and it reminded yeah. me of what Savini was going to be doing later on, a couple years later in uh, Day of the Dead, 
when um, they do the same thing to uh, Joe Paletto's char- character at the end, Rhodes, mm. because the zombies just rip him apart, rip his yeah. head off and all that. And, yeah. uh, man, it, so this, this scene was kind of like a, a, a tryout, the first tryout before getting into Day of the <laughs> Dead. But for this being uh, five years earlier, you know, 1980, it was I think fantastic. It was, it yeah. was really well done. Tom Savini did a really good job. But mm-hmm. yeah, so so you have that. The, you know, he gets ripped apart. And then one thing that was kind of a little weird was all of a sudden these two cops show out of nowhere. It's almost like they appeared out of thin air. Right? Finally here the cops. You <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. After all this time. And right? the cops just show up, they go right into his place, they yeah. walk in, they look at him, they and he's see laying him. there. Yeah. With the, he's got the, with the sword in his belly, yeah. Right in his belly, he's, yeah. He bled out and he's he's dead. And then they kind of just, but like, is they he? Kind of just, well, well. Before we get to that though, <laughs> then they just kind of, it's almost like they didn't shrug their shoulders, but it's kind of like they just shrugged their shoulders. But they and, left. And walked out. Yeah, they yes. walked out of the apartment and it's and they like, shut the door. What? It was weird. Yeah. I gotta admit, it, it was, was weird. weird. Um, yeah. And, and then, of course, you get the stinger at the end because yeah. the camera pans. Yeah, the camera pans to Frank's body up to his head, and then his eye opens, and then it just yeah. cuts to the uh, title credit maniac. Yeah. Fantastic ending. It, it, it was yeah. really, really good. I really liked it. Um, let's see. Jennifer says, after I watched this movie a couple years, after a guy wanted to take me to his mother's grave on a date, I refused to go anywhere with him and would never talk to him <laughs> oh, again. Oh, no. I believe... Hey, good for you, Jennifer. Seriously. Good for you. Oh, man. Don't, don't take any chances. Seriously. And I really do mean that. Don't take any chances. Yeah, um, definitely. Brian saying his own madness I agree with kills that. him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did. Yep. Trenchy's saying, uh, too bad Frank didn't have that invisible wire that all the other girls seemed to trip over in horror. <laughs> yeah. Right? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flamethrower says, I would have given it 10 out of 10 if Kim Cattrall was one of the mannequins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. That would be the one in I, your bed. <laughs> I see what you're talking about. That was a good movie, too, Mannequin. I haven't seen that in so long. Holy moly. Um, Angela says, uh, I may be crazy because I would have been cool with it. I love wandering cemeteries. Yeah, no, cemeteries can be a very, very serene place to be and so forth, but not with Joe Spinell. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, right? You know, he's got those crazy eyes. He really does. Uh, She says, maybe I am the one you need to watch for reconsiders life. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) You never know. You never right? know. But yeah, so the ending of this was fantastic. And as usual, we have some fun facts. So Coriander, let me throw these out at you and let's see if we can get a couple of these out before we head on out. Uh, let's see. Fun fact number one. Permits? What permits? Yeah, yeah. we already kind of talked about that. Yeah. yeah how The shotgun scene, that was one where they didn't have a permit, where they had to shoot that scene and get the hell out. Well, the cops yes. came. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, our next one, our next fun fact, Dawn's fake head. Yeah. The dummy used for the exploding head scene was also used in Dawn of the Dead. Hey. Yeah. All right. And I got to admit, and, you know, you know, I love Savini, but this head 
exploding scene was much better than that one in Dawn of the Dead when the SWAT yeah. team first goes into the complex and Willie's mm-hmm. going ape shit and he opens the door and he shoots. And I, I talked about this before, I think even on our Horribles tag, which by the way, if you're out there listening to this and you haven't done the Horribles tag, you are tagged. But anyways, <laughs> this one, the Maniac, <laughs> was much better, much better. Yeah. Okay, fun fact number three, Coriander. Friday the 13th. Yeah, the headless corpse they used in the end of this film is actually Betsy Palmer's corpse from Friday the 13th. Yeah, the connection yeah. is there. All right. Right? Let's see. Fun fact number four, Savini speaks. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's, he's been quoted saying that he might have went too far with the gruesome special effects in this one. Ah, wow. And that, that says a lot for him, right? Wow. Right? Yeah. yeah. This this movie is dark, man. That's why I said, you know, watch at your own risk. It's like a friggin' snuff film. Yeah. It is, man. Okay, our next one. Watch the dollar bill. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So they actually, you know, hired several porn actresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to save themselves some money. Yeah. Gorilla style at its best. <laughs> Gorilla style at its best. Real quick, too, yeah. in the chat, just to catch up with these guys. Uh, Mac is in agreement with the whole Kim Control thing. All right. <laughs> yeah. Trenchy says they literally had to drown the car to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> Angela says, do the tag. It was so much fun. Right? Yeah, man. And thank <laughs> you for, for doing it, too. Um, Eric says, ah, the Dawn of the Dead headshot. Knight's favorite, if I remember correctly. No, you <laughs> you know, and, and I love Dawn of the oh, Dead, no. but that was that one moment in the movie where I was like, no, wait a minute. Even as a kid, when I saw that, I was like, man, that head looked so goddamn fake. Yeah. Uh, Trenchy says, I will be doing it eventually. Ha ha. Hey, man, whenever you get a chance to, man, it's all gravy. <laughs> it's all gravy. Okay, let's. I think we got another one or two fun facts. Our next one, the Italian partner. Yeah, so Dario Argento was supposed to be a co-producer, and right. because his wife, yeah, she was offered a protagonist role, but she was unavailable. And if mm-hmm. he would have been on, Goblin would have also probably been would have done the music for this too. Ooh, but man, yeah, that been, yeah, that would have been right? cool, man. Yeah, yeah, it would have. Yeah. But it um, didn't happen. Yeah. And of course, and it's ironic because we just talked about Suspiria a few nights ago, which, by the way, if you have not checked that out, check out our Suspiria episode. It was fun. We had the horror show host on with us, which was really cool. And we'll be talking about the remake of Suspiria versus the original. That'll be a controversial conversation, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but I've got another one, too, here. and I'll read this one out. Um, the Live Blast. And... That shotgun scene, that was live ammunition. And Tom Savini, when they shot it, (laughs) people talked about it a little bit earlier, but they basically chucked the gun in a trunk of a car that was going by, and they were like, let's get the hell out of here. This is crazy, man. So Yeah, it is. Um, Our last fun fact, uh, the lady and Spinell. And that's basically talking about the fact, and I didn't know this, or at least I didn't realize it, that um, Joe Spinell and, and Caroline Monroe, they worked 
uh, on three films together, two more after this. So that was kind of cool. They worked together on Star Crash and the last horror film. So it was kind of cool that they they were able to work on a couple of projects together. So I I like that. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Angela says, uh, I'll have to watch that. I love that movie. Oh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, not controversial. Controversial amazing. Can't wait for the remake versus original discussion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It'll be fun. All right. But, you know, this was a good film. And like I said, there were a lot of um, in-depth things that were going on, even b- beyond the gore and, and the the uh, grittiness and so forth. And what we've been doing in the last couple of episodes is also doing our own version of the body counts, doing all of the deaths in the movie. And we'll actually be releasing this uh, separate as a full video. But just to give you guys a little bit of a taste, we've been doing this even on our Terminator episodes. But uh, we're going to play it for you real quick. It's just about 40 seconds or so, um, just going through uh, some of the deaths in Maniac. So here we go. Yeah, that was a remix because obviously the full oh, the full the full video is like four minutes long, so I didn't want to play the whole thing, so I had it sped up. But uh, that's nice. that's most of it. It was cut up a little bit, but we'll be releasing that video out at some point soon because seems like a lot of people love seeing it, and we've been doing it in the last couple episodes plus our Terminator episodes. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's our version of all the nice. best. Um, yeah. But yeah, Coriander, this was a great film. I'm glad we got to yeah. see it. it. It's one of those films that um, it, it's. For slashers, if you're a fan of the slasher subgenre, you've got yeah, to watch it. You've got to check this you've out. Got to yeah. Watch it. yeah. So I yeah. just want to throw that out there. Um, in the chat, before we head on out, Eric says, Love the fin at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and Jennifer says, Well done. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. And again, we'll we'll be releasing that. Uh, it might be tomorrow. Um, we still have to release the uh, House and Sorority Roll. <laughs> video to the deaths of that but we'll be putting it out you guys know how we are we got a bunch of stuff um so coriander we gotta figure out what we're gonna be doing for next week yeah what is it well let's take a look what we're gonna be doing for next week on slasher movie club eight o'clock p.m eastern standard time here we go
All right. Dress to Kill. Yeah. That should be a good one. I haven't seen right? that in years. Right? In years, man. So that'll be that'll be really cool. You got the great Michael Caine. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm already in. I haven't <laughs> seen it in so long. Nancy Allen, too. Directed by the great Brian De Palma. I mean, yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Right? Uh, Dan, Dan says, good night all. All right, man. Night. Good night. Thank you for stopping by. Trenchy saying, great show, guys. Stay frosty. Hey, thanks, man. yeah, Appreciate thanks. It. Yeah. Brian saying, Dress to Kill is a great De Palma flick. Yeah, yeah, man. He's saying, I have the criterion of it. Nice. 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 Yeah. Uh, Angela saying, love Michael Caine. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Michael Caine is amazing. He's a legend. So next week, yeah. that's what we'll be talking about is Dress to Kill. It'll be a lot of fun. Again, guys, thank you for hanging out with us. Please make sure to give the video a like. Also, just as important, if you could leave us a comment letting us know what you thought about Maniac, any favorite moments, anything about the gore effects, or anything that we talked about tonight, please leave us a comment. It'll help support the video and the channel, and we would really appreciate it. Um, Brian saying goodbye to everyone. Catch you later, Bye. man. Uh, Angela saying it was great being here. Have a great evening. Thank you so much. Uh, you too. Jennifer saying the same thing. Have a great night. My mm -hmm. man Kev saying later, guys. Catch you later, man. Check out Death Central, too, man, because, I mean, he really does the kill counts the right way. Awesome stuff, man. <laughs> awesome stuff, man. Nice. But, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Take it easy. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Up, chitch.